Welcome to another episode of Sell What You Build, the leading podcast for founders and entrepreneurs looking to supercharge their startups. Join us as we dive in and share valuable insights, tips, and proven strategies to help you grow and sell your innovations effectively. Whether you're just starting out or aiming to scale your business, our guests and thought-provoking discussions will equip you with the knowledge and tools to confidently navigate the entrepreneurial landscape. Get ready to sell what you build. A person grasps a certain understanding after years of hands-on experiences, trial and error, and unwavering persistence. Throughout my journey, I've encountered pivotal moments that brought clarity, faced challenges that demanded innovation, and celebrated triumphs that were all the sweeter for the hurdles overcome. Each of these moments became not just a memory, but a chapter in my playbook. I've curated some distinct yet interwoven sections for today's podcast each representing a cornerstone of my sales philosophy. Each section is purposely titled with an art of prefix because it's an incredibly overused approach to marketing, especially in sales training. Now, this isn't a rendition of generic sales strategies, but tangible lessons that have shaped my professional landscape. From understanding your audience to listening, we'll journey through complexities, nuances, and sheer artistry of sales. Imagine a vibrant networking event brimming with opportunities. In the midst of the crowd, two individuals, let's call them Alex and Casey, represent an organization that aligns seamlessly with my vision. Alex was effervescent, always brimming with ideas and every interaction felt electric. With an infectious enthusiasm, Alex seemed to be the keystone to unlocking a promising collaboration. In contrast, Casey appeared more reserved. While Alex was all about ideation and excitement, Casey measured each word, giving thoughtful responses and observing more than speaking. It was easy to assume that Casey was merely a spectator to Alex's dynamism. Believing Alex's enthusiasm was a sign of influence, I dedicated weeks, possibly even months, to nurturing this promising connection. Our interactions spanned from quick coffee catch-ups to in-depth strategy sessions. It felt like we were on the brink of something revolutionary. However, a revelation dawned upon me when the moment of truth materialized. Alex, despite their infectious passion, was not the chief decision maker. Casey, with that contemplative demeanor, was the linchpin. Behind those introspective pauses and observant glances was the authority and responsibility to make pivotal choices. So what's the realization here? Passion does not always parallel power. While Alex was the torchbearer of ideas, Casey could turn those ideas into actionable endeavors. And what's the lesson? Understanding the distinction between enthusiasm and authority is paramount. Building relationships is fundamental, but it's equally crucial to identify and engage with the right stakeholders. After all, aligning with those who hold the keys to the doors you want open is half the battle won. Now let's wrap this up. This story isn't a cue to sideline the Alex's of the world. On the contrary, it underscores the value of broadening our engagement horizons. Everyone brings unique insights and strengths, whether the passionate advocate or the silent decision maker. The art lies in recognizing and celebrating these diverse roles. By expanding our interactions and valuing each connection, we enrich our understanding and ensure we leave no stone unturned in our sales cycle. After all, in the mosaic of business, 
every piece and person adds to the grand picture. A sunlit boardroom, an enticing proposal on the table, and a palpable excitement in the air. That was my situation in a hospital down in Houston, when I was on the cusp of what I believed to be a game-changing deal. The signs, however, were already there. Delayed responses, shifting goalposts, and a growing list of concerns indicated a waning interest from the other side. But my optimism, often a strength, turned into stubbornness. Instead of recognizing the storm clouds gathering, I held on strong, believing I could steer the ship back on course. The storm did indeed hit, and the deal I had nurtured and believed in so dearly crumbled with it. In the aftermath, I realized I hadn't just lost a deal, but precious time and energy that could have been channeled into more promising endeavors. It was a humbling reminder of the old Kenny Rogers adage, no one to fold them. The silver lining here, while it's tempting to see such experiences as setbacks, they are in reality invaluable lessons in disguise. They teach us the importance of discernment and understanding when to persevere and redirect our energies. So let's wrap this section up. Holding on, fueled by determination, is commendable. However, understanding when to let go and acknowledging that not all pursuits are destined to bear fruit is equally crucial. It's not about giving up. It's about strategic realignment. Embrace the art of timely ejection. And you'll find that often the next harbor holds the success you've been yearning for. It was a regular Tuesday morning, and I was there meticulously presenting a demo of our state-of-the-art patient simulator to a room full of potential clients. As I navigated the features, feeling rather proud of our offering, a voice pierced the attentive silence. Why are you showing us that? We would never use it. We need something that can improve our assessment skills. It was jarring and unanticipated. Now granted, the individual that said it was not the epitome of tact, but the message was loud and clear. This blunt interruption was a sharp reminder of a fact echoed in boardrooms across industries. Over 80% of purchasing decisions are made to solve specific problems. If you're diving into your pitch without addressing those pain points up front, you're essentially pitching in the dark. It's not about the vastness of features or the shiny embellishments. It's about understanding what makes your prospect's job miserable and offering a solution. Instead of giving an exhaustive tour of your product, tailor the experience to resonate with their specific needs. So let's wrap this up. As sellers, our instinct might be to showcase the full spectrum of our offering. However, the true magic lies in listening more than showcasing. In addressing pain, rather than just parading benefits, when you speak directly to a client's core concern and demonstrate how your solution alleviates that pain, you position yourself as a vendor and a valued partner, not just a vendor. So, the next time you're tempted to feature dump, remember, it's not about showing everything you've got, it's about showing exactly what they need. In the intricate dance of sales, there's a common misstep that many of us take, focusing solely on that one key individual, the key decision maker, believing they hold all the cards. In my journey, 
I've realized the game is far more nuanced. It's not about winning over a single heart, it's about orchestrating a symphony of believers. Imagine standing in front of a group passionately presenting your solution. While it's essential to have the nod of the central decision maker, consider the ripple effect created when a chorus praises your offering. That's the power of the buying committee. A beacon of perseverance and unity, Helen Keller remarked, alone we can do so little, together we can do so much. Though certainly spoken in a completely different context, these words ring true in sales as well. Having multiple champions within an organization strengthens your pitch and amplifies your message's resonance. What's the grand strategy here? Crafting the ideal buying committee resembles assemb assembling a jigsaw puzzle. Each member, each piece, brings with them a unique perspective, a distinct influence. While some may validate the technical aspects of your solution, Others may champion its financial viability. The collective power of these voices fortifies your offering. Now, let's wrap this up. Remember, while individual connections are valuable, harnessing the collective momentum of a committee can be transformative. Approach sales not as a solo act, but as a harmonious concert, and witness the magic that ensues when many voices rally behind a shared vision. As someone who prides themselves on delivering quality products, it was puzzling and concerning when a long-standing client continuously reported issues with a specific unit they had purchased. They believed they had received a lemon, a faulty outlier in our otherwise quality range. To maintain the bond of trust we had nurtured over the years, I promptly replaced the alleged lemon with a brand new unit, bearing the cost myself. But as fate would have it, history repeated itself. And a couple of months later, the replacement was dubbed another lemon. The frustration levels were palpable, and it was evident that the relationship was fraying. Then, in a moment of sheer curiosity, I posed a single simple question. Are you experiencing similar issues with any of the other units? The response was metaphorically deafening, akin to a resounding gong. A confounded look and the realization we haven't used the others in months. The problem was crystal clear now. The excessive workload was being heaped onto this single unit while its peers lay dormant. What appeared to be a hardware flaw was in essence a lapse in process. Probing deeper revealed the crux of that matter. It wasn't about faulty equipment, but the unequal allocation of tasks. Such moments underline a significant insight. Sometimes the problems presented on the surface are merely symptoms of a deeper underlying issue. So, while this might appear more as a lesson in relationship management than sales, the two realms are inextricably linked. Understanding, probing, and being willing to delve deeper strengthens the bond with your clients and ensures you address the root cause, not just the apparent symptom. In the world of sales and relationships, the depth of understanding always trumps surface-level solutions. One of my favorite adages of all time is, the cost of doing nothing often exceeds the cost of taking action. It's a mantra that I found particularly resonant. At a cursory glance, the allure of maintaining the status quo is strong. It's safe, predictable, and devoid of immediate risks. Yet beneath that calm facade, 
lurks a cascade of indirect costs, lost opportunities, stagnation, and an eventual lag behind more nimble competitors. There is a reluctance to change. Herein lies a paradox of human behavior. We're creatures of habit, wired to seek comfort in familiar situations. No matter how beneficial in the long run, change is often met with skepticism, if not outright resistance. Nobody truly loves upheaval, and many are wary of even minor alterations to their routine. This inherent resistance can be one of the most significant barriers in a sales pitch, especially when the product or service demands a paradigm shift in the operations or mindset. To navigate this reluctance, crafting a narrative that does two things simultaneously is essential. First, it shines a light on the current state, illuminating the cracks, inefficiencies, and unseen costs of status quo. This isn't about fear-mongering, but providing a clear-eyed assessment of where they stand today. Now secondly, juxtapose this with a vivid portrayal of the future filled with innovation, efficiency, and growth. Highlight the transformative power of your solution, painting a picture of a world where their problems are not just solved, but new opportunities abound. People are captivated by the promise of innovation and the allure of what could be. This vision of a brighter tomorrow can help tip the scales in your favor. At the heart of successful sales strategy lies the ability to tell a compelling story that juxtaposes today's limitation with the boundless potential of tomorrow. When you can showcase the cost of inertia while simultaneously illuminating the path to innovation, you're not just making a pitch, you're charting a course to a better future. And in that narrative, change and innovation become palatable and almost irresistibly appealing. At the start of my sales adventures, I was armed with straightforward questions, assuming they would pave my way to understanding client needs. Yet, when I inquired about challenges, the answers were often evasive. Uh, nothing comes to mind. Mm, all's good here. Or even worse, misleading information that led me astray. It was a glaring reminder. Not all questions are created equal. There's a power to reframing. A subtle shift in my approach proved transformative. Instead of fishing for apparent pain points, I began to pose more reflective questions and opened the door to deeper introspection. One of my favorites was, what could we or the industry evolve or introduce to simplify your job? This question, rooted in feedback and future potential, consistently evoked rich and genuine responses. It was an invitation to imagine an optimized future, which pinpointed their current issues. This strategy often unlocked a treasure trove of information in the first reply. All I had to do was listen. By simply allowing the client to express themselves, often they would unravel layers of concerns, aspirations, and genuine needs, all waiting to be addressed. The beauty of such questions is their non-confrontational nature. They guide the conversation without putting the other party on the defensive creating a fertile ground of authentic dialogue. Mastering the art of inquiry is akin to being a skillful dancer. It's about guiding with grace, not leading with force. By framing questions that encourage envisioning and introspection, you can seamlessly uncover your lead's genuine needs and concerns. Remember, the right question doesn't just seek an answer, 
it opens the door to understanding. We often get caught up in the allure of metrics, MQLs, SQLs, conversion rates, and so on. While there's no denying their importance, relying solely on the standard playbook of mass email campaigns, cold calls, and other direct outreach methods can sometimes border on overzealous, even damaging a brand's reputation. But there's another far more important dimension, networking. It's astounding how a simple word of mouth recommendation, be it from a colleague, partner, or even an initially perceived competitor, can revolutionize your sales journey. I often chuckle recalling instances where I've gotten a nod from competitors, connecting me to their clients. The satisfaction is unparalleled. But jokes aside, my most lucrative deals, the ones that were straightforward, efficient, and maximally profitable, have always had their origins in referrals. These connections condense the sales cycle and enhance engagement quality. When you approach a potential client backed by a referral, you're no longer a stranger. You're a name with a stamp of approval. The conversations are richer, the trust builds faster, and the path to closing the deal becomes far less labyrinth. There's a timeless adage. It's not what you know, but who you know. We've all heard it. It's borderline cliche. And in an intricate dance of sales, this could be truer. So for anyone looking to make an impact, wear your networking hat with pride. Engage, connect, and cultivate relationships continuously. Not just as a strategy, but as a creed. In the grand tapestry of business, relationships are the threads that bind us all. And when woven with intention and authenticity, they create the most resilient, beautiful patterns. In sales, having champions, those who back, endorse, and actively promote your cause within an organization can be a veritable ace. However, as with any team, not every player is MVP material. Some shine in the major leagues, while others, despite their enthusiasm, might be more suited for the minors. I've always held a guiding principle. Genuine commitment manifests in action, not just words. To discern the steadfast champions from the more fleeting ones, consider assigning them a task. It doesn't have to be arduous. It's less about the task and more about gauging their willingness and capability to follow through. Your true blue supporters are those who step up to the plate, take initiative, and deliver. They're not just talking the talk, but ready to walk alongside you. But here's the caveat. This evaluation isn't just one-sided. As you assess their commitment, ensure you're holding up your end of the bargain. When handed tasks or responsibilities, Tackle them with the same rigor and dedication you'd expect from your champions. It's a mutual dance of reliability. The path to closing a successful deal often meanders through relationships and partnerships. Knowing who's genuinely on your side can make the journey smoother and more rewarding. So, as you navigate these waters, remember to calibrate your compass regularly. By identifying and nurturing your true champions while maintaining your integrity, you're setting the stage for a symphony of collaborative success. If you've been in sales long enough, you know the comforting trap of a well-executed demo. It's a sensation I know all too well from my journey as well. That brief, triumphant moment when you believe you've nailed it. It's tempting to take a breather, sit back, and wait for the fruits of your labor. Yet, this pause, this lapse in proactivity, is where many sales cycles meet their untimely end. It's a recurring oversight I've witnessed in startups and established corporations alike and it remains among the top pitfalls.
Now imagine this. You've just delivered a stellar presentation, and the room's energy is palpable. But then, instead of harnessing that electricity, you let it dissipate, waiting for them to make the next move. Days turn into weeks, and that once sizzling prospect becomes a lost opportunity. The problem here? A lack of maintaining momentum through mutual commitment and agreement on the next steps. A failure to capitalize on the energy of the momentum. Momentum, in its essence, is about forward movement. And the key to maintaining it is clear direction and immediacy. Always, and I mean always, conclude your interactions with a defined roadmap of what's next. But don't just outline. Seek concurrence. Ensure both parties are on the same page and are committed to the subsequent steps. I've come to cherish a golden rule. Always take the helm for the first action on the next step. Don't leave that up to the prospect or customer. It displays your commitment and sets the pace for what follows. In the sales world, momentum is more than just pace. It's the heartbeat of the deal. A dormant deal is often a lost one. So when you find yourself basking in the afterglow of a successful interaction, remember not to rest on your laurels. Channel that energy, chart the course forward, and drive the narrative. By steering the momentum, you're not just keeping the deal alive, you're breathing life into its potential. Throughout my endeavors, I've encountered a recurring theme. Many businesses, aware of their challenges, often perceive them as abstract, nebulous clouds, or unique to only them or their industry. They sense a storm, but without a clear view, they're unsure of its magnitude or direction. This is where the transformative power of metrics come into play. There's a timeless wisdom in the saying, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. While intuitive feelings about a problem are a start, they're often insufficient for strategic decision-making. By quantifying challenges, you're not only providing clarity, but also offering a tangible benchmark for progress. The abstract becomes concrete when clients see their pain points translated into numbers. Lost revenues, inefficiencies, customer attrition, they can now touch, feel, and act upon it. Presenting quantified problems does more than just highlight issues. It illuminates opportunities. When clients see the gap between their current state and potential growth, it fosters a compelling drive for improvement. Moreover, by providing them with these insights, you're not just pointing out the pitfalls, you're positioning yourself as a valuable partner in their journey towards optimization. In a world inundated with information, the ability to distill insights into actionable metrics is nothing short of an art. And as those in the sales realm, it's our responsibility and privilege to guide clients through this numeric narration. After all, when challenges are translated into numbers, they transform from looming shadows into stepping stones towards growth. Everyone's always talking or preparing to talk. The cacophony is deafening. Amid this tumult, the genuine act of listening, truly absorbing what the other person is saying, remains an endangered practice no matter how many times we've been told of its importance. Yet, it remains the most crucial tool in sales. We've all been sitting across from a client, half listening, formulating our next counterpoint or pitch. The desire to respond to add value to the conversation often overwhelms the need to be present and absorb. But here's the crux. Real value emerges not from incessant talking, but from profound understanding. And understanding stems from attentive listening. Active listening isn't just about processing words. 
It's about delving deep into the subtext, discerning needs and apprehensions. Asking clarifying questions isn't an interruption. It's an affirmation that you're engaged. By echoing back their sentiments and seeking further clarity, you foster trust and glean invaluable insights. Every spoken word, every pause, every nuance carries information, but only if you're attuned to it. As we navigate the vibrant maze of sales, let's discover the power of silence and understanding. For in that quietude lies the melody of genuine connection, trust, and collaboration. Ultimately, the best salespeople aren't those who speak convincingly. I'm incredibly grateful for you listening to my podcast. Thank you so much. And I really, really hope that you've been able to gather some information and insights from this that you can apply to your startup and to your career. I look forward to you joining the next episode of Sell What You Build.